And think about it. I just sent you something today on Facebook. Yes, you did. With the, with the QAnon support. And one lady was like, did I go down the rabbit hole too far? And now I'm out. And, and it was all a lie. And then the other lady's crying, praying for Trump to save her. What we need to do is admit that there are certain people in this country that need internet privileges revoked. <laughs> That's terrible, dude. <laughs> I don't care, man. This guy's oh. 41 years old. These people were fooled, man. Come on. This guy's 41 years old, and he might as well believed in the de- great pumpkin. Hey, I'm 41 years old. I, exactly. Do you believe in the great pumpkin? No, <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. You- All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the second page. It's a new week, a new day, Jerry, and a new Prezi. Yeah, we do. We have a new president. President Biden was inaugurated um, yesterday on Wednesday. Um, But first, Terry, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And the funny thing is, Jerry says yesterday because we're recording early this week. Yeah, yeah, but we still can. There are things that relevant happened this week. Um, Monday in America was a celebration of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Yep. Um, that was, I believe you have a commentary. Yeah, about I actually I do, yeah. and um, maybe I eat some crow about some things that I told you um in private about that. But yeah, yesterday was a beautiful day in America. Um, we saw our democracy in action to the fullest. You know, well, our inauguration of a new president. We had three senators sworn in, the first female vice president in U.S. history. That was to me that was tr- big, yeah, very it was huge. big story. It's huge. Um, the uh, the election of um, the Biden Harris ticket. We like I said, we saw the first African American, you know, Indian American of South Asian uh, descent. That is big for America because you know, we're a melting pot of of races in this country, and to have full representation in our government that's at the highest level. That's incredible. So you know the cool thing that I heard yesterday. It was in the morning. They were saying, you know what can never be said again. What's that? That America's never had a female vice president. And that was on that day. Well, that is true. That's pretty good. You know, the next glass ceiling we have to break is um, we'll get a, a woman president. All right. We have a great show today. We have two stories. And as always, we're going to go ahead and set the table. So, Jerry, we're going to talk about QAnon today. <laughs> that would be in the second segment. And yeah. then in the first segment, we're going to talk about uh, the gentleman who hit out in the airport he was afraid of COVID. Uh, and then Jerry has a great sports story for us. And then we'll wrap things up. So when we get back, we're going to talk about the airport. All right. And we're back, um, everybody. And um, the first story that we're going to talk about is um, from an article of the Chicago Tribune by Christy Gutowski. Uh, it is about a 36-year-old man um, from Los Angeles. And um, he lived inside Chicago Air, O'Hare Airport for three months, being undetected. The man in question, Aditya Singh, um, said that he was afraid to get COVID. He had flown to from L.A. to Chicago and in October of last year, and all of a sudden he decided, I am afraid, so I'm just going to hide out in a secured, restricted area in O'Hare Airport. So, Terry, what are your thoughts about this? When I first heard the story, I was shocked, but I can kind of understand it. There's some people who are like terrified of COVID. And then there's some people like one of my buddies who's, he laughs in the face of COVID. Thank God he hasn't received, he hasn't contracted COVID. But yeah, I get it. I get it. But still, I'm like, what? The airport is the most disgusting place in the world. 
That, yeah. That's where COVID is. And what gets me is he flew in October. He wasn't afraid to get on a plane in L.A. Yeah, but that's a shorter flight. When he got to Chicago, he's like, oh, I'm afraid. So let me. Yeah, but um, think if you're on a plane for 14 hours, think about it. Because he was going to India, right? Yeah, he was yeah. heading to India. Okay, okay. Yeah, his. Why not uh, just go back to LA? Yeah, well, you know, they say his green card or mm. his, uh, his papers had expired. Okay. Had expired. Okay. And uh, he was supposed to travel back home, but okay. I, I kind of get it. Yeah. And then, you know, it goes to say that Singh um, has been charged with criminal trespass to a restricted area of an airport and misdemeanor theft. He has lived in the area, as I said, since um, October the 19th. And he posed, he had a, a got a security badge from an airline worker um, who had reported it stolen October 26th. Oh, badge. see, I did. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what he had. And he was being fed by passengers. Yeah, that's what the, by the kindness of strangers. Yeah. Like, but you were, okay. I mean, in the airport, meeting strangers, getting food, you're afraid of, I, I, get, I get what you're saying about the 14-hour flight, but- you know, it also goes to say that seeing he has no criminal record, he also has a master's degree in hospitality, but he's unemployed. So, you know, maybe they can have some sympathy on this guy or mercy or whatever. He seems like he was a good guy, just got caught up in a situation. Got caught up in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and he panicked. He panicked. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. 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 But in, living in an airport for three months. I, like, come know, on. I know. You know. All those people that just flow in and out of the airport. You're right. It's probably So here, I'll, I'll let place. you guys on a little secret. Okay. <laughs> I don't use public restrooms. I mean, unless I have to, right? Absolutely. But especially at the airport. Oh. Unless you absolutely have to. Unless you absolutely yeah. have to. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I've never used it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was discovered by two United Airline employees um, and they asked for his identification. You know, he lowered his face mask and showed them the, the ID badge. <laughs> yeah. And they and it was around his neck. So that's when they they knew the jig was up. He knew yeah. the jig was up at that point. You are time. not Travis. <laughs> no, you're not. far from Travis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not Travis. But like I said, he's um, due back in court in Chicago on, on January the 27th. And he has been released on a thousand dollar bail. This is one of those cases, honestly, Terry, it's a victimless crime. Yeah. Do you think? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one was no, hurt. The thing was, it was, it was, I'm sure he was a bit OCD. Um, More than like, well. Yeah. I mean, dude, to be afraid of COVID and to not fly. But to live in incredible. an airport. That is, I mean, that is just. Yeah. Like, ugh, but, I, you know, here's the thing. Like I said, I don't even know if we should even find this guy. There's so let, many people. Yeah, there, there's so many people worthy of of jail time, and we're gonna get to that. But come on, this is a good guy. Down on his luck seems like. It, just let him go. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 Charge him with you know probation yeah. or whatever. Jerry the and, merciful. And just let him. Yeah, let it, Yeah, Jerry the merciful. Yeah, right. <laughs> Until the next story. Yeah, yeah. When we get into the next story. We'll see if he's Jerry the merciful <laughs> or he's Jerry the tyrant. Yeah. Okay. Both. So when we get back, we're going to touch on QAnon. Oh, and yeah. A lot of QAnon supporters are disappointed this week. Yes, they are. Oh, you say that with glee. Absolutely. Jerry. All right. So when we get back, Jerry will have his moment. <laughs> he will have his moment. And uh, we'll talk QAnon. So we'll see you on the other side. And we're back. 
And this next uh, story comes from Law and Crime, and it's from Alberto Lepron. And this is about one of those Trump supporters who were involved in the uh, Capitol insurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this guy, Douglas Jensen of Iowa, 41 years old. He is a Trump supporter and believes he has been duped. Well, I can tell you what, Douglas, yeah, you have been duped. I don't even have to read the article, go to the article to let you know you've been duped. No, 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 wait. You have to explain why he believes <laughs> yeah, I, he was duped. I'm going it, to wasn't, it wasn't because of QAnon. He thought his arrest was invalid. This guy, I, anyway, um, he- Well, here, set, you know, set it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was been arrested, of course, with all the other traitors who participated in that insurrection. He is- as he stated, a true believer in QAnon. And for yo, those of y'all who don't know what QAnon is, this is the belief that it started on the internet that the world is controlled by cannibal, pedophile, Satan worshipers. Mm-hmm. And the, the entire Democratic Party is controlled by these people or they are in the Democratic Party. All of your world leaders, financial people, actors in Hollywood, it is ridiculous. Anybody who I, I cannot imagine oh, no, your there, life. There, there are other conspiracies that are just as ridiculous. You know, this is this has got to be. Hold the, on, hold on. The alien, the, crop. the reptilian shapeshifters. You know what? Here's the thing about that. <laughs> I'll believe something like that before I believe this garbage that they talk about about QAnon. And anyway, but uh, Douglas Jensen is in a whole heap of trouble. And if I, you remember Terry, yeah. he is the guy. When um, Eugene Goodman, that hero police officer. No, he, yeah, he was the guy who chased him. him. Yes, he yeah. led him away from our lawmakers. Yep. Um, if, if Douglas would have gotten his way, Douglas would have probably killed um, some lawmakers, Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi included. Here's the thing. Yeah. I agree. Because if this guy, when he was arrested, he's quoted as saying, am I being duped? Are they not going to arrest Joe Biden? So if you can fall for that, I don't blame. When you're whipped into a frenzy, this guy could have been responsible for just about anything. He said he went to D.C. to receive big news from Donald Trump. Yeah. And when Trump urged supporters to fight and falsely claimed that Vice President Mike Pence had the ability to unilaterally reject electoral college results and falsely said he would go with his supporters at the Capitol. Whatever Doug school was, di- Doug was all for it. Whatever school district Doug went to in Iowa, they made me need to be sued because this guy had no business graduating from high school. <laughs> you don't even know basic civics. Uh, and and so when he was arrested, forty one years asked, old. Am I being duped? Can you guys let me in on that? If you know these arrests are real, as Jensen's stupidity, he's getting charged with civil disorder assaulting and resisting or impeding certain officers or employees. Each charge is a felony and it carries a minimum of 10 years and a maximum of 20 years in, in prison. There you go. Yo, that's what happens when you believe in, in And, and these are federal crimes, right? Yes, these are federal crimes. So you know, this, you know what the crazy thing about this is? Besides the QAnon? No, no, I'm just saying about... <laughs> oh, my God. About <laughs> the notion care. About the notion of it being a federal crime. Like, so if you 
go to state prison, typically, if you get seven years, you got to serve three and a half, right? You got to do yes. 50% of the time. Yes. With federal charges, you typically have to do 85% of the time. So if these people get 10-year sentences, that's eight and a half years in prison. That's terrible. It's for almost each a charge. decade. For each charge. Ten yeah, years but you can serve charge. them concurrently. You know what? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You wanna, what they you... did, stack them. <laughs> stack them. You got three counts. Minimum of 30, maximum of 60. That's all I say about that. Now, Jerry's being way too hard on I'm this not moment. being Just, hard because this hey, guy... You, you have this a, guy who's asked if he's being duped. He, he, he now asks is he being duped. He never questioned about QAnon. Some crap he saw on on internet. And he think about think, it. I just sent you something today on Facebook. Oh, yes, you with, did. With the, the QAnon support. And one lady was like, did I go down the rabbit hole too far? And now I'm out. And, and it was all a lie. And then the other lady's crying, praying for Trump to save her. What we need to do is admit that there are certain people in this country that need internet privileges revoked. <laughs> That's terrible, dude. <laughs> I don't care, man. This guy's 41 years old. These people were fooled, man. Come on. This guy's 41 years old, and he might as well believed in the de- great pumpkin. Hey, I'm 41 years old. Old. I, exactly. Do you believe in the great pumpkin? No, <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. You're mine as well. I mean, this guy. But, but hey, well. hey, hey, listen, you have your flat earthers, right? They're more you believable have, than Q. You have your reptilian shapeshifters. They're more believable. Right. You have your alien gods. They're more believable. And then you have your QAnon. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. These all people, they have families. This is insane. The sad thing is they rushed the Capitol thinking the, that's a magnificent thing was going to happen. Yes. And then they're watching the inauguration. Yes. And they're like, when do they get arrested? When does Joe Biden get arrested? Oh, when does Obama get arrested? Oh, it's so sad. It's just so sad. I mean- the king and queen. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss land. for words. It's sad. It's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that these these adults bought into this bull that they put on the internet about QAnon. I believe it started off as just a hoax. Hold on, I forgot another conspiracy theory. 9/11 was an inside job. So you got your flat earthers. 9/11 was an inside job. Reptilian shapeshifters. QAnon. I mean, what that people, tells people, you? People want to believe things, and we've done a show about this. People want to believe things. That there's a vast conspiracy that's larger than them, and they are a warrior to put this conspiracy to bed. What that tells me, Terry, is that there are a lot of people who got some serious issues in this world. No, a lot of people are bored. And I will tell you this, um, the follow-up on that story, Assistant uh-huh. U.S. Attorney Virginia Bruner, she asserted that Jensen was too dangerous to let go. Yeah, they, 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 and they did wanted, not him bail. Yeah, he wanted bail. Can you let this guy? Yeah, absolutely not. No Let way. him serve. Stay. Wow. Lock him Dude, up. Dude, here's the thing. You know, they did that chant, lock her up, lock her up, yeah. lock him up. Here's the sad thing. <laughs> Some of these people woke up on the day of the, the, you know, the march on the Capitol. Okay. And they lived pretty ordinary lives. Now, they, they believed in a wacky belief, but there's so many people that believe in wacky beliefs. But they had no idea that after that day that they have potentially ruined, they may have potentially ruined their lives. He was denied bail. He's too dangerous to be released. And I believe he is. I wonder what his IQ is. I hate to do that, but I wonder what his IQ is. It's got to be... Forrest Gump's probably was higher. Jeez. My goodness. Yes, folks, I said it. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when we record on Thursdays, we didn't, we didn't give you time to cool off, did we, Jay? No, I'm like I said, I'm still angry about that. You know, these people attacked the very f- um, fiber of our country. They did, and for them to scream, they're patriots. Now, that's another story, and we talked about that. But this guy, he's in a whole lot of trouble, just like all the rest of them. They've rounded up. And you know, it's funny. I got an argument with a buddy of mine. I told them that on inauguration day, you would see no protests. And he was like, no, 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 no. Those people are coming back out. I said, no, they've seen everyone get arrested. No one is coming out. And then I sent you that picture, Jerry, at the New York Capitol of the one dude who showed up. Yeah. Where's everybody at? Dude, (laughs) everybody got arrested. I'm not getting arrested. Exactly. Yeah. Keep your little stupid thoughts to yourselves. And just stew on it. Oh, dude. And here's no. another thing about that. You have a right to believe whatever you I want. I guarantee you, these people who don't like the new administration, they're going to take any kind of aid that this administration gives them. Yeah. My thing is, if you don't believe in it, send it back. No, that's what Jerry was saying. He's like, don't give them stimulus checks. I wouldn't give them a dime. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, switching gears. Jerry is going to have a commentary when we get back. And... uh it has something to do with Dr. King. So we're going to jump from QAnon to Dr. King. Only Completely on opposites the sec- of the hey, spectrum. Only on the second page news. You're right about All that. Right, only on the second page <laughs> news. All right. So when we get back, Jerry have his commentary. All right. We're back, Jerry. You ready? I was ready. I'm going to be, Terry. All right. Go ahead. This week, we celebrated the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in America. Dr. King's legacy is seen every day in every aspect of our social existence. Not long ago in this country, apartheid was the law of the land in most parts of America. The system of separating the races in every public sphere was accepted by an overwhelming number of people in America until a young man who was almost like my people's version of Moses led a charge to change this country for the better and end decades of African-Americans being treated as second-class citizens. Growing up in South Georgia as a small child in the 1970s, I remember we had a picture of Dr. King in our home. In fact, most Black people I knew had pictures of him in their homes. As a child, I never questioned my parents why. I came to understand as I got older that this man was one of the most important men in the history of our country. He was the most important black man in American history. That's not hyperbole. The movement led by Dr. King is still felt today, almost 53 years after his murder. What Dr. King accomplished in his short life was extraordinary. Most people can live two lifetimes and not come close to what he was able to do in his 39 years on earth. In actuality, he led the movement for only 13 years. From the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott to his assassination, leading a sanitation workers' strike in Memphis on April 4th, 1968. Dr. King was only 26 years old when history was thrust upon him, and he led the boycott in 1955 following Rosa Parks refusing to give up her seat on a Montgomery public bus. And she was subsequently arrested for doing so, as the law was in uh, most of America at that time. At 26, this young minister became the leader of a movement, and like the biblical Moses, a leader of a people. As a child, I remembered he was mentioned almost like a deity. As a man, I understand why. On January the 18th this year, I felt somewhat perplexed, and I admit 
angered that so many people of different races were posting images and quotes on social media about Dr. King. I foolishly felt, how dare these non-Black people try to memorialize my people's Moses? I was wrong. It takes a real man to admit he is wrong. And my egotistical and sometimes narcissistic foolish self (laughs) didn't get it until much thought that night. The praise that these non-Black people were giving Dr. King was exactly his visions of the promised land he so eloquently spoke of in his final speech the day before he was murdered. In his speech, which to this day gives me chills, and what I consider his best speech, Dr. King said, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there, but I've seen the promised land. The promised land was where we are today in this country. People of all races getting along, living side by side in the same neighborhoods, working in the same offices, marrying and socially intermingling, something that almost never happened during his lifetime. The movement he led brought the changes in America that sometimes we take for granted. I remember at my former place of employment, one of my colleagues brought her 12-year-old son by the office, a very intelligent and impressive young man who has a love of history. And we talked in my office about history, and I was impressed with this middle schooler's knowledge. Then I told him about growing up in South Georgia in the 1970s and the fact that my oldest brother, who was a child in the 1950s, had seen whites only and colored water fountains. He thought I was speaking of 100 years ago. And now I understand this is the promised land Dr. King spoke of. Children today cannot fathom segregation. And that's a wonderful thing. We're living in a time where just 50 years ago seems like a millennia ago. That's the everlasting legacy of Dr. King. He delivered us as a people. In fact, he delivered all races to the promised land. So I celebrate non-Black people acknowledging his legacy. That's a beautiful thing. Are we a perfect society? No, we're not. Are we better than the society of Dr. King's lifetime? Absolutely. Just as he spoke his famous I Have a Dream speech in 1963, when he echoed the words, let freedom ring, we still must let freedom ring for those who are oppressed and downtrodden from Appalachia to Atlanta. We have to let freedom ring for those who seek justice where they have found injustice. We have to let freedom ring for those who come to this country seeking a better life. And only then, when everyone has freedom, as Dr. King said, we can truly say, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are all free at last. Back to you, Terry. Good stuff, Jerry. And to be honest with you, I'm the one who called Jerry out about being mad about white people posting Dr. King quotes on Facebook. I was like, Dude, this is the dream of Dr. King. Yep. 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 That's right. awesome. So you're you did right. eat a little crow. Yep. Yeah. I did. I, yep. Because um, I remember you were hot. You were fire hot. Yeah. But I mean, I have, it's it's a different feeling for me. And as I told you, you know, my yeah. experiences are completely different from yours and, yeah. and all of the people who were posting on social media. But I understand it. I get and that's it. that's true. We you as know. black people, sometimes we want to hold on to yeah. our things so tight. Yeah. And some of them are stolen from us in the form of cultural appropriation, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Cultural reappropriation, right? <laughs> but this one, but yeah, for but Dr. King is held he is there and there. But you know what? What did you say when you get to this point where people are doing that? 
He belongs to the ages. He, he does. doesn't belong to us anymore. And here's an interesting thing. I wasn't the only one who felt that. I saw a tweet um, by, I think it was Bernice. She said that, um, how dare these people praise her father because he was the most hated man in America. Remember when death. I said that? I called Absolutely. it. I called yeah. it the Martin yeah. Luther King myth. Yeah. Everybody yeah. thinks we were all holding hands no, singing Kumbaya. No. Yeah. And when he yeah. died, he was one of the most hated yeah. people in this country. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it just goes to show what time can heal wounds and and not even wounds, but just people Absolutely. move on and they, and they learn, they grow. Yeah. Yep. And thank God that they do. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about some football. Okay, folks, we're back. And um, this week, I was actually surprised. I didn't know it until after it happened. Uh, Tennessee fired their head coach, Jeremy Pruitt, um, this season for recruiting violations and several other rules violations. They was fired with cause. Cash and McDonald's bags. They were paying recruits. And guess what? They finished three and seven this year. <laughs> now, <laughs> you want to talk about yeah. a losing team? That's yeah. a loser. You can't <laughs> cheat and win. What's going on? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, they need to take some lessons from the schools in the 80s back in the day. You know, they, at least <laughs> they knew my how mama to. mama house. They yeah. knew how to, yeah, they knew how to do it. Yeah, and a but, Corvette. Um, then the story's not even about Jeremy Pruitt. He's done. He's gone. You know, the University of Tennessee, Terry, you're SEC alum. You went to yep. the University of Georgia. That's one of your rivals. Mm-hmm. Tennessee always had a, a, used to be a proud program. Yeah. They have fallen on hard times. Yeah. So I've come up with five candidates to replace Jeremy Pruitt. Now, I'm going to see what you think about it. Number one, Hugh Freeze. Uh, We just let go of Jeremy Pruitt. Exactly. Exactly. For those who don't know, Hugh Freeze is now the current head coach of Liberty University. He was fired from Ole Ole Miss Miss, for the same thing. So even though he is probably the best candidate. He's got them playing out out of their minds. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But because of his history, he probably won't do it. Chris Peterson, former Boise and Washington head coach. Where's he at now? He retired unexpectedly following the 2019 season. It was like a mediocre season, right? Uh, yeah, some yeah, like six and five, six yeah. and six or something like that. He you know, maybe burn out, but he's a guy. Now that we remember, now if you remember, I wanted him as our bulldog coach before Kirby got hired, and really, I love yeah. Kirby. Yeah, but no, I remember, I remember when Chris Peterson, I I witnessed the second best football game I've ever uh-huh. seen in my life. Yeah. And that was Boise State versus Oklahoma. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's and he's a good, a good man. Good pick. Good yeah. Pick. So, that's, that's one guy they could look at. Who else Tom, you got? Tom Herman, former Texas head coach. Okay. Possible. And to be honest with you, it'd, it'd be more of a lateral move with where Texas is right now. Not uh, really. Texas is still a little notch about Texas. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. a good offensive mind. Eh, yeah, but it, coaching in the SEC, you got SEC true. talent. That, like I said, these are just some, you know. I mean, now, if you remember Tom Herman had the University of Houston playing well above their pay grade. And maybe that maybe his level. I don't know. But okay. I, I got him on the list. You got to have a list. That's a, good, that's a good one. Rhett Lashley, the University of Miami offensive coordinator. Did a heck of a job this season with that team. He was with Gus Malzahn at Auburn as offensive coordinator for a while. Uh-huh. And then he left and um, he resurfaced at Miami. Miami's offense was, was clicking yeah, you know, yeah. early in the season. Yeah. So, He's he's always on my list. Okay. Number five. Go ahead. Gus Malzahn, Auburn's former head coach. Mm, that's an interesting one. Very interesting. I don't but know why Auburn fired him. Here, here's the thing. If Gus had average results at Auburn, mm-hmm. he, I mean, it's Tennessee. That is true. Auburn, I, I believe, gets better talent than Tennessee right now. 
But in the SEC East, he. But then again, Tennessee plays Alabama every year, third Saturday no, in Auburn. October. Yeah. Oh no, no, they Tennessee, play Alabama. Oh, no, they do. Okay. The big dog, you got to beat us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's just on the list. You got to put him. I got him five. Okay. Wild card, Tony Elliott. He's the offensive coordinator at Clemson. He was none of those guys are going anywhere. He was co-coordinator with um, a guy I can't remember South Florida's new head coach. South he coached South Florida, mm-hmm. Florida this past season. He took a job, the former co-offense coordinator. So it was put all on Tony Elliott. But so, here I, ha- I have a client, okay, who's a huge Clemson fan, okay, Clemson alum, Clemson fan. All right. She states that Dabo has those assistants paid to where they really don't want to go, where they really don't want to go anywhere. So, well, he lost one. Uh, yeah. Who did he lose? Huh? Who did he lose? The the guy who's the the head coach at South Florida. Okay. Um, Because he was the co-offensive coordinator with Elliott. And and like I said, Elliott is a wild card. He's Mm -hmm. a wild card I put on that list. And like I said, it was a top five. Dude, to be honest with you, the one I like the best, Tom Herman. Really? Yeah. And and, and you know what? I actually, here's the deal. If they could get past the fact that he did the same exact thing, Mm -hmm. Hugh Freeze. No, I know that would be the natural, but yeah. no, there's no way you no, you can't you can't yeah. be busted for violations and hire a violator. Now, here's what I will tell you. Okay. And I've told Jerry this. I have it, I have this thesis okay. about college football. Mm-hmm. And the Tennessees of the world and the Miamis of the world, the Nebraskas of the world are in trouble because no. everyone plays on TV now. So those teams, those historically good programs in the social media age, in the digital age. News travels fast. So Clemson, it's crazy, but they're going to get the lion's share of everyone's talent. That's true. Alabama, lion's share of everyone's talent. And thank God my Georgia Bulldogs are relevant. But teams like Tennessee, because remember, they have to recruit. They get a lot of their players from out of state. Terry? Those kids are going to Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. But all it takes is to get a a great coach in there, offensive mind. You can recruit. Once you get a, I think offense. More than defense. You need But you know why I like Tom Herman? Because he's somebody he did more with less. Dude, do you remember University of Houston? They were phenomenal. Yeah. During his I mean, term. I mean, he took over a team that was pretty good. And then the University of Texas, a lot of those players they say are entitled. So And I, I'll throw another name out there, but this guy will never get another head coaching job. Me and you've talked about oh, this. God. I already Art know where here Browse. we go. Art Art Browse, former Baylor head coach. Because of the sins of his team, Art Browse will never get another <laughs> head coaching job. See, I understand. And I understand see, why. See, I, I hold leadership accountable. Jerry always goes after the little guy. No, no, no. I, and I understand what you're saying about Art Browse. And, and, and he he won't get a head coaching job. And, and, and we understand why. And, and just to be clear, Art Browse, when he was coach of Baylor University, uh, they had ra- rampant sexual assault allegations from yes. several players. Yeah. Which, and it, it almost like they were covering everything up. Well, so. I've heard two names. Um, I've seen um, reports. Our browsers. Is Jason Witten. Who? No coaching experience whatsoever. No, I, I, it might be good. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. And <laughs> Lane Kiffin. What, what, Lane's at Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Ole Miss is Tennessee. He was there at Tennessee for one season and left and, no, for and USC. No, he, no, he's and, never that, going back to Tennessee. That, that probably not, no, but those are no. the two names I've seen. And, you know, and, and to be honest with you, Tennessee and Ole Miss, those are yeah, those are the same programs. I just don't see the Jason Witten thing. You know, huh, you know what? That's a splash. I don't just know. Just go with Gus on. Really? I like Tom Herman. I really did like that. The, Tom Herman, I either really one. Like either one. Gus Malzahn, yeah. Tom Herman. Just... 
no offense and nothing against Jason Witten. He's never coached. I mean, eh. Yeah. You never know. True. You it's never true. know. But I, he may actually be a great coach. You never know. You yeah. never know. But hey, when we get back, time to shut the show down. And then I got to get ready and get on the road this week. Yep. So when we get back, we'll close the show. All right. All right, we're back. So, Jerry, I got to take a five-hour drive. Yeah, you do. To... Oklahoma. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oklahoma is 12 hours from here. But yeah, I got a trip to take. But uh, yeah. when I get back, I'll look for some stories for us. So we'll have a great show when I get back. We'll be pumped up and ready to report. What do you got going on this weekend? Just doing some work. I'm actually, you know, because like I said, I'm starting business and everything. It's, you know, four months in, but hey, I got to work. I got to build this thing. So got you. Yeah. Got you. Work, work, right. work, work. So America, new president, new day, new year. You know what? Before I let us go. I watched the uh, first White House press conference last night, and I was like, oh, man, we're back to boring. But you know what? That's what we need. We're back to normal. Yeah. yeah. In the words of the 1920 Warren Harding campaign, return to normalcy. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. It's it's regular Washington, D.C., but I still love it. I mean, y'all don't understand how much of a political fan I am. (laughs) So anyway, thank you for spending some time with us. At the Second Page News, we provide you with news you can use will make you think or make you laugh. We'll see you next week. Good night, South Africa.